This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you are tuned into the pre-match show, Accrington Stanley Away Edition, available each week on video and audio and sometimes live like we are tonight. Joining me this week, as always, is Seb Brown. Seb, how's your week been? How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. What a what a great week to be an Ipswich fan. We've had a, a resounding thumping win, some positivity, and we're all kind of hopeful that the, uh, that the tide might be slowly changing. Yeah, and... Um, uh... We'll talk about Accrington later. They've had a chastening week as well, which gives hope. So, yeah, things to be it's, positive it's about. A positive time to be a town fan after all the, the first few weeks, let's be honest. Everyone knows nothing went to plan how we thought it was going to go. But hopefully now this is the moment where this crazy ride that we all kind of hoped over the summer months would, would kick off straight away. Hopefully this is the start of that ride now. And uh, if, we're, well, if we're going to achieve our objectives of, of promotion, it's going to be a hell of a ride. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, well, lots of narrative, interesting narrative about Paul Cook, John Coburn. We will come to that later. Um, great to have people with us. Let us know where you are. Hi to Jules. Hi to Charlie, Michael, Andreas, Rob. Let us know where you are as well. We've got Reykjavik, Cambridge, Brisbane. So far, we are spanning the globe tonight. That's what we want. Um, we also want to hear from you throughout. Um, any questions, any comments, any insights, um, any bits and pieces of information you've gleaned that you want to share. This show is all about getting everyone clued up with Town's opponents for the weekend. Um, so, um, yeah, we are happy to share the knowledge, but we also want to hear from all of you as well. Evening to Pablo Canuga and uh, evening to Eric Clacton, the guy with one of the best names on our YouTube comments. Good morning to everyone. Um, Seb, let's, um, let's deal with some bits and pieces of news first. 
And I guess we need to start with international call-ups because plenty of bits and pieces there. Um, I guess the, the key bit of news that sort of broke earlier today was the fact that Sam Morsi, who was, I guess, in the long list for the Egypt squad, um, has not been included in the Egypt um, squads, named even by even Carlos more Crush. Good news. Um, but um, we, you give with one hand, you take with the other. Um, um, Bersan Salina, who I guess is playing himself into some fitness as well as form, excellent um, performance on Tuesday night. He's named in the Kosovo squads. Um, Armando Dobrik has had a call up um, for Albania's under 21s. Um, so some positive news there. And in respect of the potential issues of player availability there, the fact that Morsi is available has such an important contribution to make against Doncaster. I guess that's good for us, isn't it? Massively, yeah. I mean, we all saw well, the influence that he was, that calming influence. He strolled through the game on Tuesday night. And surely now, if he's not in this squad now in October, he's got to be a very long shot to, to go to the African Cup of Nations. So potentially, hopefully now, we won't lose him for those five or six weeks as well. So this is absolutely great news. Macaulay Bond didn't get in the Zimbabwe squad either. So fantastic news with the, the, the pandemic situation. You're always going to be worried, aren't you, about having to quarantine when they come back or, or catching COVID while they're away. So all those fears have now gone and... um Having seen how vital he was for us the other night, just another bit of brilliant news. And, and, and happy for Selena as well, you know, with his issues over the summer. And I guess if we're going to lose a player for a game, one of the front three behind the striker isn't a bad one to lose because we've got so much quality that can come in and replace him. And as Marius has said, evening to Marius, yeah. as good as Selena is, I'd rather have more available. And, and Selena, I, I'm a bit frustrated because Selena, to me, needs maybe a break at some point. Hmm. and going off and he might not play for Kosovo he's got the issues of travel and all that stuff but as as Marius says there Morsi just needs to more familiarity he knows um he knows Evans very well um and you know we, we need to get Carol involved and maybe Harper and um but also an opportunity for someone like Carl Edwards as well who's missed out the last few weeks um, well, yeah, so, I mean, just, just say, you know, if we'd have said three weeks ago that, you know, Carl Edwards might be a replacement and we might be a bit worried about him being the one to come in, it seems crazy because he started the season so well. You've still got Connor Chaplin in the same kind yeah. of boat, haven't you? I Sonny Aluko yeah. played well when he, when he, when he, uh, when he started the game, was it against Bolton? He was the, uh, probably the best of our, our bad bunch on that day. And then you've still got the likes of, uh, of, uh, Barry on loan from, from Villa, haven't you? So we've got so many, so many options in those front three. That's why it's, uh, it's not as harmful. I think had Morsi gone, that would be a, a really, really big miss. Mm. And as you say, I mean, the good, great thing is, for, I thought Fraser had a really good game. I mean, not a 10 out of 10 kind of Evans type score, but I, I really like the look of Fraser. He could move into that number 10 position yeah. and, and Chapman, as you say. So, I mean, this abundance of options, these call-ups in, that, in those front kind of front four positions, as it were, I guess aren't as major as they might have been last year. Um, but as you say, mostly just building that midfield familiarity is a good thing. Um other bits and pieces of news. I, I, I feel it's my obligation now as a true blue, as in a supporter of the ITFC women's team. Um, you can join and support um, the ITFC women's team via their website. And there's a minimum donation per month. I think it's a fiver. Um, and you get free entry amongst other perks as well. And if you see one game a month, it pays for itself. But they are off to London Bees at the weekend after a weekend's rest last week um, they are back down to second on goal difference um after southampton beat london bees ironically last weekend um they play at barnett's ground there was a one nil win for the women's team in the cup against the bees a few weeks back um and they've lost 
their last three, they're ninth in a 14 team division. So a really good opportunity for ICFC women to um, get back to, um, to playing action and hopefully a positive result and keep their momentum going in Southampton. I'd say the team to beat yeah. that, end of season game they have against yeah, Southampton it's going to be, looking it's going to be huge isn't it given the way the league works with the the number of places for promotions and stuff let's let's hope they can get some the momentum going again after their well-deserved week off and um yeah that that Southampton game is it is it April time if I remember rightly that's I think it's April yeah that's uh that's looking very very tasty isn't it yeah it is yeah and do get down and support um the women's team as, as I mentioned before on this show last week uh, it's uh, great entertainment um great value you can park right outside you can have a beer in the view of the pitch and the team are playing fantastic football really good attacking football and the level they're at which is a level up from last season don't forget they are beating most teams they play pretty comfortably so um i've cursed it now that there won't be goals but i saw 11 i saw 13 in fact so definitely worth a trip down to felix though final bit of news that i've again we're kind of plugging a few bits and pieces rather than it's like parish notices rather than news um but i wanted to draw attention to the new Woolsey theater at the moment where this play never lost a home is on at the moment it runs until october 9th which is next sunday or saturday and um it's about the 80 81 season the UEFA cup um winning season um told from the perspective of a family and their friends watching all of the matches as Ipswich tried to try to win the, a treble. And it's crazy for someone who was born a few years after that season to kind of consider what that might have felt like. We could have had the, the, the fifth place finish, didn't we? And some playoff years, but, um, but it's, it's a really fascinating. Um, and if anyone kind of grew up through the eighties or born prior and loved the eighties, it deals with the history around the time as well, uh, as well as the football. There's there's stuff around uh, John Lennon and um, politics, um, and but also the great music as well. There's a really tight band that is playing music interspersed with match footage. And we've mentioned this before, I think, or it's it's probably well known. The guy playing Sir Bob does a fantastic job. So get down to the Wolsey before that um, that that run ends. Um, October 9th, as I said, tickets between 10 to 33 pounds, depending on where you sit. And you can also stream every show as well. Um, it's 20 quid to stream it. So you can watch it from the comfort of your living room if you wanted to as well. So definitely worth a look there. Are you? Do you look back on 88? Do you, well, firstly, Seb, what was your awareness of 8081 and, and the meaning for the club in our history? Are you like me, a little bit ignorant of that era, but know yeah, the basics. I, I think so, yeah. I mean, we were born, what, three, four years after it all. So we grew up, late 90s was our kind of era with the Burley side, obviously. But, you know, you listen to the the podcast that, that Dave and Stat did a couple of years ago, stuff that the game-by-game game run to the final. It's it's incredible. You know, we I got the book that they released for, for Christmas. And, you know, the more you, you read about it and look into it, it's just incredible. You know, you can't you can't comprehend it now, can you? You know, if, we, if somebody's doing a podcast in 40 years' time and discusses our our I don't know when, when when we got to the Premier League and we were challenging for the Champions League it would seem you know so so far removed so unheard of it's it's almost impossible to relate I've got 
friends who support Liverpool, friends who support Man City and Man United, given where I live. And they just simply cannot comprehend that it happened because to them, Ipswich are a championship side who were a bit rubbish and then they got relegated and they're still rubbish. And every Monday morning, Seb's going to be in a bad mood because of the footballing score. So to to look back, you know, the, the level we went to, we went so far in the cups as well. You know, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. An absolutely incredible underdog story and all the reviews and also you've seen it yourself. This, this play is absolutely superb. I'll be doing a, uh, a stream of it. Also, I'm not able to get there, but I'll be doing a stream of it myself and really, really recommend people to see it, especially the, the, the younger generation, you know, our kind of age group and younger, because it's a, an incredible part of the, of the club's history that we all need to, need to know about. You know, it's, it's the, 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 the achievements were absolutely phenomenal and probably will never happen again. One for all the family, I would say as well. And, and Jules, obviously, I don't know whether you've seen it yet, Jules, but um, it will definitely fire off some of those memories from what must have been an exciting um, season. Um, I don't know how many trips away did you make, Jules? Because that's part of it as well. The the family go off and um, uh, and friends go off and do trips and all that stuff and sleep in benches and have croissants in Paris and all that kind of stuff after Saint Etienne. Um, and some and, and you learn a little bit too. I, you know, there was I, I didn't know about Man City's situation or Norwich's situation in the matches that ended effectively the cup run in the FA Cup and the league title bid as well. But I didn't know that we'd we'd only got through every tie up to Saint-Étienne by smashing teams at home and then losing away. We lost lost away until Saint-Étienne. So, yeah, always learn something as well. But just a really enjoyable night out. And um, and you can get a beer at the Wolsey, I found out as well. They've got Adams on tap. Um, Adams in bottles. So um, there you go. Um, AD um, saw the, the 78 show at the Wolsey a couple of years ago. Um, and got a ticket for Saturday. So enjoy that idea. I'm sure you will. And the, yeah, it's a shame that you can't find the FA Cup one maybe on a video or something like that on YouTube that Wolsey may be able to do that as an archive thing. But who knows? Anyway, definitely worth it. Um, evening to Stephen on the Facebook, liking that. Thanks for the thumbs up. If you're watching on YouTube, please do give us a thumb. It always boosts us up the algorithms knowing that people watch. So um, please do that. And um, as I said before, please keep um, comments, questions, observations coming in. It's a live show. We want to hear from all of you as well, just as much as Seb and I want to geek out about all the nerdy knowledge about XG that we found out about um, Accrington as well. Um, here's Jules. Every European game, home and away, apart from Wood's loss, um, and he's going to watch the play as well. Brilliant stuff. Great stuff, yeah. And um, yeah, Pablo Canoe. Both parents went to most of the games that season, um, fully briefed on how good we were. Father even made it across the Ramstown for the final, said the ferry from Harwich was carnage. I can <laughs> imagine that. Great days and well worth a celebration of that. Um, the final bit of news uh, is is very different um, to what it might have been. I'm saying I'm saying um quite a lot tonight. I don't know why. I should read my script instead. I'll make Chris Ward, who um, he's done it again, who pops up from time to time on the live chat. I don't know if he's on tonight. Is running the London Marathon on Sunday. Um, um, and um, so um, if you haven't yet donated to Chris, um, here's the details to do that. UK.virginmoneygiving.com forward slash Tyler underscore 10 years. A really great cause, the Lullaby Trust, in memory of his son Tyler, and a massive undertaking for Chris as well. So please give him your support. I think, Seb, you found out that he's hit his target. He's over, but... yeah. Five grand target. He's over that wow. now. But, you know, if you haven't donated, please, please click on the link and let's get Chris as much support and money as possible. You know, I, I can't even imagine running a marathon. I, I couldn't even comprehend it. So, you know, the training he's put into it, the effort he's put into it is fantastic. Please get on there. Give him your help. Give him your sponsorship. And uh, and then really good luck, Chris. I hope you absolutely smash it, mate. One of our own. Yeah, exactly right. Good luck, Chris. 
and finally the other bits and pieces of parish notices that it's i i don't know if i want to talk about this seb um is our fpl At least i'm beating you in something so you have to mention it yeah it's, it's, this is the power of the host do i move on here's our fpl in the blue monday fpl league if you've not getting got involved in this yet i don't think it's too late um shout and i'll give you the details or we'll retweet it um yims miss leading the way with alistair holmes and adam flat just behind seb um do you know where you are i did tell uh, you 100, before. 111th did you say yeah yeah and i'll do I'm twice as far away as you, if that makes sense. I'm. Are you at the stage where you're like changing it every week now? No. Whatever change you make, the opposite will happen in real life, and you start to get frustrated. Or so I'm. I'm the equivalent, the FPL equivalent of Paul Cook and Ipswich Town. I had a rough okay. start, but yep. the last few weeks my team has started to. Okay. You know, I've got a good strength and depth throughout the bench rather than the stars, and that's the trouble. You need if you pick a Ronaldo, or um. I'm trying to think of a star or a Grealish or what have you. You spend a lot of money, and but I think sometimes their just, scores are a little. Just for the record, I have both of them, and I'm like 130 yeah. places yeah, ahead yeah. of you. So, so maybe that tactic isn't the best one. That no, well, maybe it's not. I'm 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 <laughs> playing for the to not have to use my wild cards, but maybe I should. Um, so good luck. Don't pick any stars. Yeah, brilliant. So the, yeah, don't pick any players. Who are don't pick Ronaldo. Overrated. Why would you do that? Grealish, nah. My front three, I'm all right with. I'm quite happy with my front three. It's just my midfield, I think, where I'm limited. Right. So okay. need to sort that out. But um, not too late to join in. Get involved in the FPL League. I'll do a retweet maybe of the code if you uh, are interested in that. I'm loving that the uh, ferry chat from um, before is continuing. Um, it was Pablo Canuga who was mentioning the ferry from Harridge was Carnage. Skip, but it was even more Carnage. And Jules, don't even remember getting on the ferry home. <laughs> A lot of beers that couple of days. I bet that was incredible. And um, Pablo, uh, I remember Dad saying he'd never seen so many hungover people in his life. And in the in the show, the Wolsey, it's not a spoiler. They have a, a kind of a, whatever these old cine camera thingies. So they they were filming it. Um, so um, it's a good point. Uh, the Instagram tweets and. All kind of stuff would be off the chain, wouldn't they, as the kids say. Uh, let's go and talk about Accrington set. And as always, we've got um, a myriad of different pieces of information to keep you up to date. Do you want to tell us what's happening with Accrington in the league at the moment and remind us what happened to them last season, Seb? Yeah, so, so far they're sat perfectly mid-table in 12th. Played 10 games, won four, drawn one and lost five. Um, hit a bit of a dodgy dodgy run of form. Scored 12 goals, but conceded 19. So they're averaging 1.9 goals. Basically two goals per game conceded. So that suggests that we uh, we can hopefully try and fill our boots a little bit tomorrow. Uh Home form is good though. They are they are pretty decent at the Wham Stadium. Uh, played four one three away. They're they're pretty hopeless away, but their their home form is strong at the Wham Stadium. And obviously our record isn't amazing either. You and me were there for that FA Cup third round game in January nineteen. Would that have been? Yeah, Something like that. yeah. Very cold. Season, yeah. Or it was the relegation season. It was Jordan Spence's last appearance in a town shirt. Uh, that was very very cold. An awful awful day. And then the next season was the start of the rot, wasn't it? We had that amazing start. Then we went to Accrington probably around the same time of year, I think. And uh, NCR had a bit of a nightmare, gave away the penalty. Dobra gets sent off in the second half. And we never really recover from that. We've gone that all for run of form. So our our recent record isn't amazing there, albeit we won last year. Um, but after after Tuesday night, we shouldn't be fearing anyone at this, at this day, should we? 
No, I've just realized that <laughs> I haven't audited my my usual video thing. There were lots of Sheffield Wednesday text that hadn't been deleted. So I've rapidly moved away from uh, <laughs> showing that. But John Coleman in charge um, has been the manager since um, September 2014. Um, Captain uh, Seamus Keneally, I'm going to go with that pronunciation. Last time out, a bit of a battering at Oxford, as we talked about there. And in terms of business in the summer, quite a busy um, time for them. Um, but lots of free transfers, as you'd expect. The notable departure, uh, as we know all about, is Cameron Burgess, who joins um, us for a fee of three quarters of a million pounds and continues the bankrolling that Ipswich Town seems to be doing of Atkinson building up their infrastructure at the Wham Stadium. Um, I've highlighted two players that have come in, probably not the most eye-catching, but I did this last week, Seb. I don't know if you've spotted the trend of goalkeeper loanees. Uh, it didn't work out too well for Bailey Peacock-Farrell last week, so I thought I'd burden James Trafford, who's on loan from Man City, with um, the possibility of failure here. So he's had four matches in, in a row coming in, and as, as yes, yeah, he's, he's only 18, poor kid. Um, but a time when they're struggling, it's a bit of a challenge for him. Harry Pell uh, might be um, known to some people who follow Colchester's fortunes. Um, joined them uh, on a free transfer, kind of box-to-box midfielder there. I'll talk about him a little bit more in, in how the midfield works together. But uh, a good a good free transfer signing. I think quite a lot of Cole U fans were caught out there because I think Harry Pell's from family and friends are all kind of clustered around the southern parts of the country. So quite a big old trip up to Accrington, um, but um, has made a strong start and a strong impression there. Um, so good luck to him. Um, in, in terms of Coleman then, Seb, it's probably no understatement to say him and Paul Cook have a, a big affinity. Um, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, both in the same area of Liverpool, aren't they? So it sounds like they're good mates. You only had to listen to the the pre-match today, the quotes that Paul Cook was doing, and it just sounds like they're good friends. I think, didn't he say when he tried to sign Burgess, he basically just rang or, or, or text John Coleman and a deal was thrashed out very, very quickly. So both from the same sort of neck of the woods. Um, and uh, and uh, interesting that Coleman messaged uh, Cook or rang Cook and said, this will all go right for you. Don't worry about it. And it'll click just in time for you to play us. And it, it's worked out exactly that way, hasn't it? So I think he's done a good job personally at Accrington. You know, he's back in his second spell there. He's been there forever. He was there for 12 years from 99 to 2012. Then he goes away and very much stays in the Northwest. He goes to, I think, Oldham and places like that. And then he comes back to them, uh, what, eight eight years ago now. And they've they've done really well under him. Let's be honest, you know, they've uh, moved up from League Two. They've they've, they've comfortably stayed themselves in the uh, in League One now. And uh, I think they're a really good, really good, well-run club. I really like Accrington. And very friendly yeah. as well. I remember the, the FA Cup game. They were incredibly friendly. You know, they, uh, they, they really made an effort to welcome us. And it's a, it's a very good Northern away day. Yeah, there was a time last season when they were hunting down a playoff spot and they had a really shocking run of defeats in March. They lost five out of seven games in, in March last year, including 7-0 defeat to Peterborough and also the defeat to us where Paul Cook was in the stands. Um, do you remember that? Have we, have we mentioned that yet? Have, have, do no, you no, that's where Norwood misses a penalty but then scores does. later, doesn't he? And Cook is in the stands. He's not in charge, but he's in the stands. He was announced earlier that day, I think, and met the team up in the northwest somewhere um and then we were awful it like three days later we went somewhere else and we're absolutely gilling them and we were awful 
Um, but yeah, we won on that night 2-1. So that broke the the recent run of of, of bad performances at the Wham, uh, the Wham Stadium, and uh, Wham, and um, and yeah, no, like I say, I think they're a, a good club, and um, but hopefully they'll um, start struggling again tomorrow. Yeah, Skip saying that I grew up in. I think Crosby, if Crosby is Kirkby, then I think that's where they. That's around Liverpool area, isn't it? Yeah, why not? What does our research say? I thought it was Kirby, but I, I might be wrong. It, I think it was Kirby. I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. It could be Crosby. But it's they, all the same. You're you're of local. It's just down They're the road local. from you, isn't it? Brilliant. I try to stay as far away, from... as far away as I possibly can. Okay, fine. But they did they did play in the same youth team together. So yeah, this affinity does go back a long old way. Um, I was gonna. Is there? A... I, I played together with John when I was seven years of age. John was a bit older than me. He was in the under 11s team. I think I just had six or seven, and John was probably ten or eleven when we'd been friends ever since. There you go. Oh, keep your turn. It's incredible. It's I uncanny. Did the voice bit, which yeah. I love. I love Cookie's voice. That's so good. <laughs> and a link to the all the playing staff seemed to play for Accrington yeah. as well. Yeah, Gary Roberts, Francis Jeffers. Yeah, they've all been there. Ian Craney as well. The the guy from Wigan. They've all been there in the past. So there's a real, real sort of bond between the uh, between the two clubs, isn't there? Yeah. And we paid for their what stand and their, their yeah, seating. So you, and their, was it a changing? I think they redid their changing rooms as well, didn't they? With the the Nassian and Cade and Jackson money, I think. So it, all in all, so seven fifty for Burgess, yeah, seven fifty for Nassian, and we I think, think it was one point six, yeah, for Jackson, was it? I'm not sure if that was all up front or if it's based on certain things, but yeah, we've uh, we've funded them a lot of money. Best one, yeah, we've uh, yeah we've thanks, thanks a lot of money their way with uh, with mixed results. I think it's fair to say Burgess looks very solid. Danassian now appears to be a crucial player, but I guess Jackson's been a bit hit and miss, hasn't he, for the last couple of years? So yeah, yeah. Um, let's catch up with some comments. Um, Katie, evening to Katie. Uh, good to see things finally starting to click with Cook. No coincidence with midfield maestro Morsi. Um, and one question, where on earth? Katie, I think you're a Wigan fan, aren't you? Um, so great to have you with us. Uh, if, you, if you've seen the goals, I mean, pretty good quality finishes, aren't they, Seb? Each, they were, each, yeah. Header as well in there. Perfect, a perfect hat-trick. And yeah, like like Katie says, where did that come from? I'd, I'd love to know what odds Lee Evans was to get a hat-trick at 7.40 on Tuesday night because it's nothing that anybody, I don't think, would ever have considered. But, you know, he's not going to be doing that on a regular basis. But that just shows, you know, the, the, the pressure is off him now with the captaincy gone and Morsey sat alongside him. And if he could be that sort of late midfielder bursting into the box, a la Tommy Miller like we used to get, then, then brilliant. Yeah. Um, Jules, I see you. In the chat, um, no spoilers from me, um, but I would I'll just do that for you, uh, Rob. Notice that both um, not the top twenty and totally football um, tipped us for wins in their betting show. They massively fancy us, um, and Katie um, Aka Aki currently going through. Right? Yeah, I thought you I thought that said Aka, and so I'd got to dovetail those two points, but they're very different. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are, and very. Um, very challenging. Hopefully we, take, hopefully, we could take full advantage of it of it tomorrow. You know, they they got absolutely tonked. Was it five one five nil against Oxford in midweek? Uh, with a with a formation change, actually, they've played mainly three at the back for most of the season. Eight out of the ten games have been a back three. They changed it up a little bit and got absolutely hammered by Oxford midweek. So, uh, so hopefully, they're right for the taking. Yep. With the um, his, um, I always struggle with A D R A H C. With your username, Adrak, Adrak, uh, State Aki is in. It would be a setback. Yeah, comfortable win though. I, this is the this is the thing, Seb. I, I, the trouble is, football fans is we're very, we're very up and down, aren't we? And six yeah. to Doncaster, you see the Accrington five-one defeat, and you suddenly think it's going to be a walkover. But it's never as simple as that, is it? We need to maybe it's temper fun. this idea of comfortable 
comfortable wins. Yeah, we should be confident, rightly so. You know, we've had a great performance and things are finally starting to to turn around. But, you know, this will be a quite a measure, I think, because how many times in the past as town fans have we had a good result and then the next game we let ourselves down, we mess it up somehow and we lose that momentum. If we can get a win there tomorrow, which I think we will, I think we'll win there tomorrow, then, you know, two wins on the bounce. If we can keep a clean sheet tomorrow, then you're only looking at one goal conceded in the last four games, which will, will do the defence and the goalkeeper's confidence a world of good. And it could really, really be the start of a good run. Okay, yeah, Katie's cursed us though. <laughs> no, she knows the score. She knows the score. So that's a good shout. That is. And um, what time you go for the voice change, Bingo? It's uh, it's usually about a minute in these days. Uh, let's continue to talk about um, Accrington and and figure out what's the story there. We've talked about signings. The other, this is something that we again in the green room beforehand we talked about um, a, a signing from um, Leicester, Mitch Clark, who is one of these players that we both seemingly had to try and find set, um, fullbacks to loan on Football Manager. And it turns out uh, this is a guy that's signed for Accrington. Um, can play either side, but or I always love it when in real that's life... That's why it's so handy on, on Football Manager, isn't it? We look like we sound like we know what we're talking about. But he can play either side. I think they, they've been uh, using him more on the right wing. He's, they've got options on the right. They Tell us about the formation, Sam. It's the three... 5-2. I think it's more of a 5-3-2, to be fair. Yeah, the fullbacks don't really fire on that much, do they? And it's a bit of a land of the giants in the back four, isn't it? You've got Nottingham, I think, is 6-4. Sykes is like 6-3. So you know what you're going to get when you go to Accrington. Their, their major strengths are going to be physicality, aerial duels, attacking set pieces, and defending set pieces. So you know what you're going to get. And Mitch Clark, I think, has, been, has he been primarily playing on the on the left-hand side, I think, hasn't he? Right, I think. Right, okay, fair enough. It's Pritchard um, on the left. Okay, so it looks like it will go. I would think it will revert to the to the back three um, and the and the, and the two up front. One of which is Colby Bishop, who we've not mentioned yet, but obviously we were linked with quite a lot over the summer, weren't we? Yeah, I, I will, we'll come to the strikers in a second because let's go let's go through the team, shall we? Um, the in goal we mentioned uh, Trafford, who started the last four. Uh, Toby Slevin is 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 typically the first choice keeper. He's their own player, highly coveted, I think, by quite a lot of EFL teams last season but has has struggled and i and you wonder whether that's a goalkeeping thing or a just a a structural thing perhaps you mentioned the land of the giants we need to mention sam sharing who's on on loan from bournemouth yeah who's who's burgess's replacement effectively and then the the wing backs fullbacks whatever you want to call them really uh harvey rogers also pretty chunky i think and and when they i think when they did four at the back against oxford which didn't really work um, I think he was at left back, possibly. Uh, Mank was out there as well, but Joe Pritchard is, is the left wing option. Um, more of a left winger than a left wing back. Um, and that might be a factor as to why they're getting um, conceding so many chances. Um, because maybe that's he's, he's pushing up too high, perhaps. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. In the midfield, Sean McConville's the man with the assists this season and Matt Butcher, Seb, is, a, is, another, is another person. You've mentioned Colby Bishop briefly there, but Butcher was another link, wasn't he? Was he? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, quite, quite late on in the window, wasn't it? He was um, mooted as uh, as a pre-Morsey signing. Yeah, that's it. When we were looking to fill that defensive midfield role and we were looking at, was it Moral before Portsmouth got in and tried to tried to pinch him? Yeah, I remember him being mentioned around that time, but I don't, I don't know how, how much there was in that or, or if, you know, if we ever ever made contact or anything. But I remember him being mentioned, yeah. Yeah. So he was he was the pre-Morsey Morsey and then we got the real deal. And Pell, we mentioned briefly as well, also in, in the midfield, um, my mate, um, my mate, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, I should say. Um, Tom is a Colu fan and said that Harry Pell, box-to-box midfielder, quite aggressive, also a bit of a wind-up merchant. He said he's the kind of player that you want in your team, but it does flag a bit of a deficiency they've got, which is disciplinary-wise. Pell and um, the centre-back Sykes, both already on the five bookings, 24 yellows in total, no reds yet. But um, with Wigan, the joint worst second joint second worst count of cards in the division so far. So something a bit of ill discipline perhaps in that, in the team, particularly in midfield. And then, yeah, up front, there's a weird situation. We've, we know about Bishop Mansell's out there as well, but, What's the situation with Dion Charles? Joe mentioned this on Yeah, Joe brought it up, didn't he, on the on the on the live stream in midweek, catch it on, on YouTube on demand now. He's in the middle of a contract dispute, isn't he? So, you know, we've not mentioned the uh, the owner yet, Holt, who's quite quite outspoken on Twitter, I think it's fair to say. He's in the middle of a contract um dispute with 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 Holt. And I think Holt's tweeted a couple of things basically saying, you know, he's not gonna get his his move or whatever. So he was so key for them uh last year. So he's just he's just not in the picture as things stand at the minute. So the responsibility kind of falls on 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 Bishop and Mansell, isn't it? To, to get the goals yeah 19 last season in 42 appearances which is pretty good going he's made yeah. six six appearances so far this season and, and zero goals there so that kind of tells you everything you need to know but in respect of the style of play we've talked about the big physical imposing team and it's uh i went uh, my dad came for the game on tuesday against doncaster and he says this every time it's like the, the opposition is so much bigger than we are why is that and it, it, you get the sense that it's definitely going to be okay. I, th- I don't think Doncaster particularly were, frankly. Maybe it was the angle that we had, but tomorrow that is going to be a factor in set pieces. Obviously, the, the obvious danger. 
Massively so, yeah. But I guess, you know, with the likes of Edmondson, was he nicknamed the Fridge? Burgess is a big player, you know, hopefully we've got people to, yeah, hopefully we've got the, the, the players to to counteract them now. You know, we, we know what it's going to be. It's going to be balls into the box, playing for set pieces, um, centre-halves forward every opportunity for a for a set piece. But I, th- I think we've got the, the, the physicality now to match them. You know, if this is a, a couple of years ago and you're, you're going in a little bit raw, but with the likes of Edmondson, surely Morsi can put himself about. Lee Evans looks like quite a big, quite a big player. Um, hopefully at set pieces will be okay yeah and the, the the weaknesses of the of this approach to me seems to be that um interceptions is the highest in the league so a lot of the a lot of the defensive action is is from that midfield i think uh, tackles per game not great shots and crosses blocked not particularly good as well so this isn't a dynamic center back trio i suspect no, um, it's more about mopping up stuff in the air and stopping crosses and that's not really our style of play so it'll be interesting to see how that turns out i'm not sure how they do with defending down the wing but if you've got yeah, but quite course, poor yeah they are quite poor defending down the wings so that could be crucial that that danassi and burns relationship and then the burns mccauley bond relationship could be key couldn't it yeah and bond getting through i mean that happened so many times against doncaster and, and even last weekend as well that you you think there's there's an opportunity there um, any more bits and pieces that you want to flag about Accrington said before they, we jump back into the comments? I mean, their their style of play, they will look to get a lot of shots off as well. They're averaging 15 yeah. shots per game. So it looks very much, you know, on Football Manager, where you can set the tactic, either work it into the box or just shoot on site. It looks like Coleman has very much uh, pressed that option because they're, like I say, 15 shots per game. I think they're averaging about four on target and 11 off target per game. So there will be an awful lot of shots. But if we can uh, keep them to, to, to long distance, we should be okay in that respect. That was just an interesting stat that, that, that caught my eye. Let's go back to the. Uh, I, I think those stats are great, and this is the. We were talking about this as well. The, the amount of data that's now available to us football fans, us mortals, is really interesting. So it does allow us to provide a bit of colour and context for uh, for these thoughts. Uh, Chris, evening to Chris. Uh, worth listening to the EFL podcast where the two managers talk about their relationship. Brilliant. They talk several times a week um, at seven in the morning. I love well, that. That's great to hear, isn't it? Yeah, that's really good to hear as well. Can you uh, can you subtitle a podcast, though, Chris? I'm not sure. It might be needed for some of us, perhaps. Um, Jules is taking a one on the three points. Every, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we'll we'll go with that, isn't we? Um, Michael, is there such thing as a type four 0 win? <laughs> we look like we can score with every attack, and as we said, the weaknesses that we've flagged, that might be the opportunity here. And it does feel that there's an le- element of clicking that perhaps John Common wasn't was hoping that would have taken maybe another One couple more, of weeks a couple of weeks yeah um even it's a mark control performance tomorrow keep it solid we have enough creativity and firepower to nick a goal at any time um katie's asked about walton i think that's been dealt with in the chat but i suspect Still Seb, if we start to talk about ipswich for tomorrow it's likely to be unchanged isn't it I would have thought so. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's reported. I don't, don't know if anybody is uh, injured before training this morning. I don't think Carroll's back. Edwards is back. NCR is back. So you assume Edwards will be a, a bench option. But, you know, after a 6-0, you, you're not going to drop anybody, are you? And Clanky, yeah, the, the difference in his performances now is, is really good. I thought he looked solid again like on Tuesday night. I watched it on iFollow. And he was coming out and claiming things, whereas at the, at the start of the season, there was a bit of hesitancy. So he, he completely deserves to keep the shirt. It's his to lose at the moment. And of the last three games, he's been beaten by a... A relatively what I mean, he couldn't have saved that one against Sheffield Wednesday, could he? So, yeah. you know, one goal in the last three games will be a relative one that he was going to get nowhere near. I think he's playing really well. 
Yeah, and I guess that comes with the with the, the defense in front of him now being solid. You know, it's now we know that we know the defense is going to be Danassian, Edmondson, Burgess, and then one of Penny or Coulson, depending on fitness. And I guess if he's got that solidity in front of him, he can build up those relationships, and it looks like it's making the world a difference now. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see Morsi tomorrow versus Pell and and others. Um, Skipper saying that Evans is is a unit too, and yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how 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 that midfield configuration works and whether Evans is given as afforded as much freedom as he got last uh, on Tuesday it's I mean, to me like Paul Cook wasn't expecting him to be getting into the box as much and maybe that won't be so yeah different, different kind of game isn't it I think he'll him and Morsey will be very much the two that are just sitting and protecting everything else and looking to make things tick over nicely and just leave the front four to do all the uh, all the attacking options yeah and and Jules is making a similar point here Morsey dominating midfield Burns can push up forward to join the front four apps and he, mean, he means Evans yeah and I guess we're we're maybe not as confident that he'll be as as marauding as he was on on Tuesday night. Um, Michael's going very specific here. Another early run from Burns, ball across the six-yard box to Bourne, one 0 in first inside first ten minutes. There you go. Um, when the fun stops, it's, it's, stop. it's a great relationship that's building there, isn't it? And as Skipper said here, Edwards, Chaplin, Harper coming <laughs> off the bench on sixty-five minutes. This is the abundance of of it's, options that we now have. It's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. You know, look back last year, we had what Drinnen and Hawkins were our options to try and change a game. And you look at the bench now, and it's just absolutely incredible. There's a chance tomorrow. You know, one of what Edwards, uh, Chaplin, uh, Barry, one of them's not going to get on the bench. It's it's just crazy. The options is absolutely crazy. Mm. Any more bits and pieces? I, I think what. Um, I want in the chat um, predictions for tomorrow. We've already started to have those. So give us your predictions. Seb and I will do ours in a second. But firstly, uh, we'll do our two usual features. Um, let's start. Let's start with yours, Seb. Are you ever going to change the Partridge music or is I love it. Brilliant. I love okay. it. It's just just here to stay now. If, can I it's... report it somehow and it will get removed due to copyright reasons? Why would you do that? Why would you? No, because you... you just make it less partridge. Why? I do one fact about bridges and I live to regret right. it. Forever. I'll change the music next time. You'll you make it change music. Clown again, won't you? Uh, uh... My, my one this week. I spoiled you last week. You had three last week. So just the one this week. And the uh, the fact is that the first ever penalty kick in English lead football was awarded against Accrington on the 14th of September in 1891. So it was brought in as a new law, and it was uh, yeah, they were the uh, one eight eighteen eighteen ninety one yeah eighteen ninety one. Wow. They were the first ever side to be penalised with a with a penalty kick against them. Wolves. They were playing Wolves. Wolves won five nil. So it wasn't it wasn't decided in the game. But yeah, that was the first ever yeah, penalty kick given in English league football. And I bet everyone was going. It was never a handball ref, except it was, <laughs> but much more posher. Oh yes, oh, I did definitely. was a handball referee. <laughs> yes, there you go. The first penalty conceded in league football. Oh yeah, was by Accrington Stanley. Fantastic. Back in eighteen ninety one. Eighteen ninety one. Let's um let's, let's finish off the Accrington coverage uh, with with. Not a trick, is it? Knowledge, education, don't, you know. And for those in the chat, they can see what's coming. Gold star <laughs> goes from Jules. Um, I will be going for Kobe Bishop because he is uh, Leamington FC alumni, one of the good guys. Got through. Um, the um, non-league system with Leamington scored loads of goals. Physical presence, 
Um, always a danger, scores penalties as well. So uh, there's there's Colby Bishop. I've cursed the sink, cursing him with greatness. I think he scored twice against us already, I think. So Colby have you, Bishop. Have you tallied your record so far this season? There must have only been like I one game where nothing happened. I, uh, only the Lincoln game. Yeah. Otherwise, okay. every time. This is, I mean, why is, why is no... Can we send not, this to the club? I tweeted the club. <laughs> I tweeted the club saying, I, I can't do my... Because the trouble is I'm now getting abuse from people. It's like stop telling these people stop to ruining score. it. I'm not yeah. doing anything apart from doing some research that the club really should be doing. Mark these people up. So Colby Bishop's going to get the treatment tomorrow. Hopefully, someone's listening on the on the bus. Um, tell Cookie that shout down there. the front of the bus to Cookie. Yeah, just shout yeah. down the bus and say we need to mark this guy. Yep. Let's um let's quickly whiz through the predictions here. Um, what have we got here? Oh, Huck, really impressed with Burns. Always um on it. Right from the start, agree. Um, lovely understanding, totally developing. Yeah, great point. Uh, Gary's go for a three-one. Charlie knows the score. Make it more partridge, and Skip, you can never have had too much partridge. There we go. The viewers, have spoken, listen, fair our enough, friends yeah. have spoken, so we have to listen to. I'll do. I'll do the show in a blazer next week. Uh, badge and tie combination. Yeah, two-nil for Andreas. D- triple thumbs up from Jules. He knows the score. Oh, Katie, come on, get off the fence. <laughs> Uh, nil nil for her i think the, i can understand the logic behind that one uh it would be great says michael if we could score from a corner with a thumping header burgess there yeah, you go against his old he nearly did it against lincoln then he hit the bar against lincoln so and edmondson obviously scored from a set piece with a header on 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 tuesday night so yeah that'd be great uh three one up at that i can see what mark has messaged i'm already looking forward to reading it out three one from skip three nil from josh two nil from charlie who invented the skip intro? Bobby Moore, I don't know. Hucks go for a 3-1. Seb, what's your prediction? I'm going to be relatively boring. I think we'll win, but I'm going to go for a 1-0 win, I think. Keep the clean sheet. Get the uh, goal. I'm going to go Macaulay Bond to score again and a 1-0 win to town. I like a single goal win, but I think both teams will score because I think both teams have scored pretty consistently throughout. So I'll go for, I'll go for a 2-1. I'll keep with my 2-1. Uh, Eric's gone for a 2-0. Uh, Mark, in the know, but my parents clearly... There you go. Robert's going for a 6-0. Why not? <laughs> Why not? And Michael's going for a 4-0. Rob's going for a 3-1. I do, yeah. I just... Well, it'd be good to keep another clean sheet, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, build that defensive solidity. And, Defenses win titles. Yeah. There you go. There's the quote. Put that on your telly program. Uh, are you ready, Seb, for what's to come next? Always. Here comes the chat music. And worth reminding everyone what happened last week. It was it was a difficult one, and the chat was very mixed. But the vote was by no means. It was it was. Uh, I thought it'd be a lot. Craig Fimbo's words. It was a landslide said but i think a legitimate one because it was it's a real issue isn't it this um these b teams and premier league teams plundering all of the best players from the efl yeah so. fair enough i guess you know it was it was one of those i thought it'd be closer on the vote you you were debating putting both as an option weren't you but yeah. we did we said not to do that one so yeah no hats off to your fair play you've uh, you've won that one and we'll see what this week brings <laughs> i guess come on <laughs> Give it with more feeling and like, well, yeah, fair play to you. Well done. Yeah, yeah well done. You are the best. Here's the league table just to remind everyone uh, who's the best at this game. Uh, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> uh, let's. I just want to check comments. 
we're all doing good. Oh, here we go. Katie, here. two weeks, two weeks ago, there's anything to go by. You have a bathroom of time, lovely fans, cheap food. And it's a great day, yeah. It, it really yeah, is. And... Even at the awful one nil uh, FA Cup defeat, they were so welcoming. It was a really, really good day. It's, it's a great, it's a really good Northern away day. I highly recommend it. And as always, we'll travel in good numbers because we always do. And yep. um, they, they really all do make, they go out their way to make you feel welcome. If you're listening to this tomorrow morning, uh, on Saturday morning, going up on the coach, firstly, congratulations on having amazing taste in podcasts. Secondly, enjoy your day out because it is, as Seb said, it's a, and Katie said, great day out. There's a fan zone that's open from 12.30. Away fans welcome as well. So um, do enjoy it and hopefully bring us back some points as well. Uh, do you want to go second or first, Seb, on Room 101? Please give us your real-time reactions no, don't speak until you speak, you know, um, real-time reactions on uh, who you think is making the most compelling case. As always, we'll put the votes up tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, along with the tweet advertising the podcast audio and all that stuff. Seb, go on, sorry. You want me to go first? Okay, I'll go first because I think, yeah, I'll go first and I'll see how we get on. So this week, I'm going to go for midweek fixtures that are ridiculous travel times with absolutely no consideration for fans. And the reason I'm going for this was I was looking at the fixtures on Tuesday night and they all just jumped out to me that they were all absolutely crazy. So obviously, we know Doncaster came down to us. We had it ourselves a few weeks ago with Cheltenham. And to give you an idea, the other games that night, Charlton played Bolton. We played Doncaster. Oxford played Accrington. Plymouth played Crewe, Rotherham <laughs> played Wimbledon, and Sunderland had to go to Cheltenham. Is that not mental on a, on a Tuesday night? Is that not absolutely ridiculous? I mean, I understand there's probably a whole myriad of things that go into the fixture list button pushing uh, decider on the computer, but surely somebody has to sit there and sanity check these things. You know, to make the longest journey was the, the Sunderland fans. Sunderland to Cheltenham was four hours and 18 minutes, and it's just it's just crazy. Why can't those games... A, B on a Saturday, and B, the way it worked out, you had Charlton playing Bolton and you had Rotherham playing Wimbledon. So why can't Rotherham play Bolton and Charlton play Wimbledon and minimise all the travel for everybody? It's just, it seems absolutely crazy. You know, everybody wins if the if more fans are able to go to the games. The clubs get more revenue, the brand gets more exposure, the EFL brand gets more exposure. Uh, it, just, it just struck me as absolutely crazy. We had it with Cheltenham and we've got it, is it, Portsmouth in three weeks, two weeks, three weeks, maybe. Like You've got to go yeah. to Portsmouth on a Tuesday night again. So it's ridiculous. Somebody at the EFL, sort it out. Have a look when the list is published and just use that human sense check to stop people having to travel over over, over two and a half or three hours on a on a midweek is ridiculous. It's just another variable to stick into the algorithm, isn't it? Surely. It I quite agree. Surely. Like I say, the way it worked out the other night, I don't understand why those teams couldn't have played the more local sides. Yep. Just to me, it seems a no-brainer. I don't understand why it's doing it, and it's not fair on the fans. Yeah, it's quite, and it's always the fans that take the brunt. But the teams would have struggled as well. Poor Doncaster yeah, travelled to, to Plymouth and yeah. then to us. I don't know whether they did the kind of the 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 as it were the top of the triangle, to, or whether they stayed in Ipswich or something like that. But that's not great for them. No, and 185 Donny fans as well. Who bless them. You know, I think Richie Wellens is going to sort they're out getting refunded, aren't they? Yeah, they're getting refunded. Heroes, every single one of them. Anyway, blimey. Well, we had it with Cheltenham. What? Cheltenham to Ipswich is what? Three and a half, three hours 45 on that Tuesday night at the start of the season. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. There you go. Well, everyone is seemingly... Um, in, yeah, this is... <laughs> skips buying into the tents. This is it. Um, Seb speaks sense, says Charlie. Well, Cheers, Charlie. does Thank he speak you. more or less sense than me? Uh, Katie's got... Cambridge on a Tuesday in November. 
crazy. And they can do it because they, don't they purposely do Boxing Day so that everyone is relatively local? On, on Boxing Day, it's very rare that you get a, a far away game throughout the entire league. So that algorithm must be there somewhere for Boxing Day. So just, just amend it somehow. Maybe there isn't an algorithm. Maybe that maybe we're giving the EFL too much credit. Then maybe it's an algorithm for the, the championship. Human, of the, the, the human element needs to come back into it and just sanity check it. I yeah. couldn't see happening in the Premier League. Could you? Do you think Newcastle yeah. would ever play Southampton on a midweek? Not a chance. Did you research that? No. Someone's going to find oh. it out. They say someone's going to find it and say oh. they yeah they play in three weeks' time on a Tuesday night. Or Didn't put the research in on Room One Hundred One. <laughs> yeah, or well, strong starts. They skip and until maybe that that moment when you admitted you've not done any research. Uh, I've, I've my mind's nice and easy this week, uh, and um, I might harness my inner Jay from the in betweeners to to sell it. Um, is is this modern trend of footballers taking to social media to apologise for moments that happen quite routinely in football, like missing a penalty? So uh, Man United uh, missed penalty last week. And uh, on, I've forgotten his name. Talk about Bruno, research. Bruno Fernand- wow, Bruno, Bruno Fernandez. Bruno, I was thinking Ronaldo. He's was, probably one that's not in your fantasy side. That's why you don't know his name. He's, no, I, the thing is, I was going to put him in my team at the start of the season. I thought he's not going to score as many goals as he did last season. And the opening day, I think he scored twice, didn't he? I, and I immediately regretted it. Yeah, Fernandez. Go, oh, sorry. Sorry, I missed a penalty. Oh, forgive me. It's like, mate, it's football. Grow up, get on with it. I just this idea that football fan do we take it too seriously? We expect footballers to miss penalties, don't we? I just don't get it. You don't see Mark Noble coming out. Maybe Mark Noble did. Maybe I didn't do my research. Oh, this is bad fight. <laughs> so bad. But Mark Noble didn't come out and miss that penalty against Mass against Man United's use Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mr. Penway. Sorry if I sent off. Just not buying it. Just grow up. This is this is football. We we know that bad things happen. You don't need to apologize. We're grown-ups. Well, most of us are. We can figure out that these things happen. You don't need to apologize. Get on with it. Don't do it again. And all is forgiven. So there you go. I'm do you not pretty... find those those ones are worse though, because all the teammates suddenly pile on and do like Ooh. the the strong arm emoji you know, the and best. like you know, back yeah. stronger and the heart emoji and the team colours and stuff. God, it's just <laughs> sickening. I'm all for, don't get me wrong, I'm all for players being providing more interaction on social media, but not blooming, oh, oh, like me. I'm sorry, give me a like. Now, if you want to give us good social media content, let us let us into training, let us into the dressing room. Do you know what I mean? Maybe change first, but do you know, this is the give us the insights as to how the game day works, all that stuff. I love the Ipswich Town behind the scenes videos and all that kind of stuff. That's the type of content we want, not apologies for doing something that you know anyone can do. You know, just just grow up, grow up. It's 2021. I'm I'm milking it because I think I've lost already. So, uh, and I'm, no, I'm pretty not sure. It's yours is yours is topical. So let's have we'll a... see. I, I was confident last week. What are the what are the, the people saying in the false 19? Newcastle travel to Southampton on New Year's Day. That's fine. It's bank holiday. Although it's a Saturday. Yeah, that's fine. Few. Oh, there you go. If that had been a Tuesday night, I'd have probably just lost all the uh, all the points. If somebody can find that Mark Noble oh. uh, tweeted an apology, that'd be great. Cornish is Cornish has got me there. Bon, oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, uh, I I don't think he needs to apologise, Cornish. What do you think? I'm not sure he needs to. I think it's one of those things. Macaulay. I think you're slagging off Macaulay Bond on this um, podcast. So <laughs> that's how I read it personally. That's, that's my Bond. view. That mess was rubbish, though, wasn't it? Let's be honest. And, <laughs> What I must have learned from Jonathan Douglas is that Bruno Fernandez are talking about. Skip, you right to clarify that one. A tough talk from Rich. I'm not sure it's I'm not sure it's working hard enough, Charlie. 
Uh, I get apologizing before pause, but they just go over pause. Yeah, yeah they do. Mm-hmm. Well, the Richie Wellins one on Tuesday night, he comes out in the post-match, he says, totally unacceptable, we'll refund the, the players. You know, he doesn't then go on about it for days on end and, and whack it on all his socials and stuff. So, Katie's right, they do go over it. You win, Rich. There you go, Michael. Do the players kiss the badge after going online to say sorry? I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, James, evening to James. Sorry, I'm late. That's all right. The player... Oh, what's the score going to be, Seb? So, Seb's gone... What's your I've score? Gone one, I've gone 1-0. And the player doing the damage is Colby Bishop, James. Glad to have you with us. And congratulations for a couple of weeks back. Uh, Stephen Humphrey singing on... This is what we want. We want the initiation songs. Yeah, the initiation songs. songs. That's what you yeah, want. Yeah, that on your Instagram, Bruno. That's what we the want. The bus travel, the bus trips away and stuff like that, yeah. Uh, so, there you go. Well, you guys get to decide. You... um. We'll put it to the vote on Twitter. I think Seb made a strong case this week. So, uh, and you know, look at look at the look at his little face. He would, he needs a win. Get getting back on, getting back on track. Do it if you're going to do anything. Do have of sympathy for Seb. You know, just look. Let's put the league table back up very quickly, shall we? In case you pull too far forward, yeah. There we go. Look at that. Double your points. I mean, there's only two points in it. Oh no! I know. It's nothing. I'm just. I'm. I'm trying to. You know. I'm a good week, and I'm, yeah, I'm right back in the games. game. Uh, thanks for the thumbs up as well on Facebook, James. Appreciate that. Um, so I think we'll leave it there for Football Room 101. And all of you want to hear the music again. So let's play the music. So we are in the final stretch. Thanks to everyone who's joined us and stuck with us so far. Uh, we're going to do some plugs and bits and pieces, but we want to hear any last comments, any last predictions. If you've only just joined us and want to give us your score predictions, any shout outs, all that kind of cool stuff, get it in the chat. We will do as many as we can before we say goodbye. There's a few things we want to draw attention to. We mentioned Chris on um, and the London Marathon. I'm just going to put that on the screen once more. Uh, uk.virginmoneygiving.com forward slash Tyler underscore 10 years at Chris Wade 88 on Twitter and good luck to him. Vaseline plasters. Those are the kind of key things. I think lots of tinfoil. I don't know. So good luck to Chris with that and go and support him. Uh, go and donate to a fantastic charity. We've got um, our usual shows um, coming up. The live show from midweek with Joe and I dealing with Doncaster and also we had an interesting chat and also to Good to get some feedback on this from everyone. Um, thought about doing a football book club podcast type thingy or maybe a football shirt podcast type thingy. So if you've got any ideas for additional shows or if those ideas sound good to you, then let us know. Stick us, stick us a comment or contact us at Blue Monday RTC. All of our Twitter details, our social medias are scrolling across the bottom there. So do let us know about that. We're always interested to do more content, always interested to find things where we can be more interactive as well. I like the idea of us all reading a football book, Seb, and then coming back and discussing it and all that kind of stuff. So um, maybe a coming uh, show like that coming in the works. Who knows? Uh, the flagship back on Monday morning, as usual. Uh, Mikey in the host chair with Craig and Dave. Dave makes a welcome return after a, a couple of weeks on holiday and holiday, various yeah. things. So always good to hear from Double D. And the pre-match show, we will be back next week for Shrewsbury. I think, Seb, you are taking a week off and... Mike is back after. Very so, kindly sit in for me again and hopefully kick your ass at room 101. <laughs> if you could, if you two can make it as convoluted as it was two weeks ago, that'd be brilliant because that was the best room 101 ever. Yeah. Well, I'll find a way to 
just make it last about an hour and we'll, we'll have a proper state then stay in the nation and then we just disagree with the points that we made at the start so we'll do that so mikey back next week um and um join us for that we don't know whether that will be a pre-record or a live show but follow our twitter you'll find out more about that and interesting to see how shrews we get on so that is the shows um seb where can we find you on the socials uh, at brown so8 on twitter and seb.brown16 on instagram and you can find me at ips rich on both don't forget to give us a thumbs up if you're watching on youtube or if you want to give us a review a positive review i'd hope on your podcast platform of choice please do that as well uh, always good to hear from folk and always good to get feedback always good to try and improve as well so we're always keen to hear that um thank you seb for all of your hard work your research your facts of the week another classic that's what we want so um we will um We'll miss that next week. Maybe you need to give us a Shrewsbury one for Mikey, or maybe we'll get Mikey to do some hard work. <laughs> Let's go and find uh, finish off in the comments. What have we got else in here? The chat keeps going. Uh, Drickwa lost ping pong when his forefoot was coming to training. This is this, this is that's the content that we see. want. Yeah, that's that what people want real. to see. If you're, if any head of social medias are watching for any club anywhere in the land, this is the kind of stuff that we want to see behind the behind the scenes stuff. Club posted as a pirate all over social media. Fast 19 doesn't want Cole Scoose's game shows back. I think Edmondson needs another, that, that coffee chat YouTube show that, that was good, we had one episode. We needed more of those. I think Edmondson's yeah, good. good value there. Rob Horan's going still. It's positive. That's what we want on a Friday. Yeah, and if we can, the match. God, it's going to be an amazing. We need like, what, 2.2 points per game to win the league. So if that happens, that will be amazing. What a run that will be. Good on you, Robert. Let's 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 strive for greatness, shall we? Michael, can we go three up in the first ten <laughs> so I don't have to hide by the sofa? Yeah, well, we'll try. Uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Charlie, for getting involved as always, in, and enjoy the game if you're going. <laughs> Here we go. Skip. I think Rich reading celeb quotes in his cookie voice, and we have to guess the celeb. Maybe I need to do that as the book thing. I'll read quotes, passages for the book and uh, in the cook voice and you'll have to uh, figure out which book it was. Uh, cheers, everyone on off screen. All the best from Brisbane. Yeah, all the best, Michael. Thank you for joining us. Eric, thank you for joining us as well. Glad you enjoyed that. Thanks, Skip. Thanks, Cornish. Thanks, Katie, for joining us as well. Always appreciate getting a wider perspective and good luck to Wigan until we play you guys quite soon. Up oh, the ticks. Um, two points needed uh, is that for there you go so two to win the league two points per game needed doable hashtag doable. easy simple so there if let's end with that positivity shall we uh so thank you again everybody for watching and uh join us next week for the shows we mentioned the live show midweek uh, pre-match show next week and obviously monday we've got the flagship as well Seb, i'm gonna let you say the final word good luck to chris one last time hope you absolutely smash it and uh, tomorrow come on you blues it's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there, offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant.
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.